Welcome to the Newscape Higher Ed Podcast, featuring your hosts, Don Betts and Mark Stansberry. Today, we're bringing you a very special and timely episode, Leadership During Crisis. In this podcast episode, Don and Mark discuss principles of higher ed leadership during the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as general principles for crisis leadership. This podcast is brought to you by Newscape Higher Ed Advisors, helping university leaders effectively serve their faculty, staff, students, and community. Visit newscape.us to find out more. Welcome to a special episode of Newscape Higher Ed Advisors podcast. I'm Mark Stansbury. Yeah, and I'm Don Betts. Today, we are challenged, Don, with uh, unbelievable anxiety, fear, challenges, uh, and it's it's really defining the, the future, defining higher education, and defining leadership. And today, we're going to talk about leadership, uh, leadership in a time of crisis. And we have all been faced with many challenges, and we have, Don, and as far as crisis management, we've gone through several things as a board chair and as a president through the years. But this is a different type of challenge, and it's one that's not only will define uh, higher education in the future, but our whole country. Everyone's impact has an impact on this. There's, has been impacted by this, and so uh, what's the role? I mean, how do we define now the role of leaders or leadership in higher education, especially when we're talking about this particular crisis and the crisis management? Well, Mark, you've uh, introduced uh, a subject and a reality that we're all still coping with and will be for some time. Um, I don't think there's any playbook for what's happening now. Uh, I have many colleagues that are very experienced and spent a lot of time in higher ed under varying circumstances. And I've been reading many commentaries by individuals and organizations talking about approaches and ways to deal with unusual situations, but this one eclipses all of them. There is no precedent. We don't have any easily found frame of reference, not just on higher education's response to the challenges that we have, but society's response. So we find ourselves in a very unusual situation. And for leaders, of course, it's, it's doubly demanding and troubling because in those positions, leaders are responsible for decisions to be taken, but also for marshalling those that they work for, with and those who they serve to address the issues at hand. So my, um, uh, my um, applause and best wishes to all of our colleagues across higher education for uh, the resilience that you're going to be demonstrating and the leadership that you're going to be presenting to those people who are looking for it and who desperately want it. So I, I'm feeling a great deal of empathy today as we make these comments. And Mark, I believe that, you know, if we go across the last few podcasts, some of the issues we've discussed in terms of culture and creativity, collaboration, et cetera, all of those values are still relevant. There's nothing in the, that dialogue that that says, okay, well, this no longer has relevance or no longer meaningful because the circumstances have changed. If anything, the circumstances have become far more dramatic and um, compelling and menacing, uh, but the basic responses I think are still there. 
And I think that those involved from a leadership role need to re-examine and revisit those key variables that separate leaders from those who don't who don't lead well. So here we are in this, I feel like a little bit of a cliche talking about challenging times and times of crisis, but we're talking about, Mark, kind of like a crash course in crisis leadership. And I think part of it is learning as you go, starting out with the right set of values um, and perspectives and being incredibly ready to adapt uh, when circumstances demand. Definitely new territory for, for all. It's uh, not something that we've seen. I guess it would be compared to somewhat of 1933 when uh, when President Roosevelt uh, made his uh, speech uh, at inauguration and talked about fear. But he also mentioned in that that famous speech and famous quote that we all know, and that was, "We shouldn't retreat, but advance." And we, with that, we need uh, people and leaders. Uh, surrounding the leaders uh, to look at decisiveness, look at several qualities like you've already talked about, you know, where there is creativity, collaboration, um, communication, they've got to be stepped up. Uh, this is a time where it's not, uh, you can't be complacent by any means. We've got to look at the future as any leader and, but be decisive, make good decisions as best we can uh, and, and show that we do have confidence confidence in in the future uh, that we may have to adapt and adaptability is going to be something that we talk about today as well but I would say step up and that's a, a theme in my view is that's going to be uh, I know there's other things that will sub themes that we'll be talking about not only today but on and there's so many subjects we could cover today that we're not going to be able to cover them all but at least we can focus on a few things today and I know there's a lot of fear out there there's nothing wrong, again, with being fearful, having anxiety of the future. We know that's something that we're, the students are facing. Uh, I can't imagine those that have spent uh, uh, so many years and then may not even be able to go across the stage or receive a diploma after, uh, you know, come May or June of this year. Uh, it, it's that kind of challenge that we have to make sure that they still have the right type of education in the future that will will lead our country, will lead the future. And so we're going to have a lot of things to talk about in the upcoming months. It's getting through as, as this new territory that we're going through and having to adapt. And I think of, of my uh, of my parents uh, back in the, uh, my dad being born in 1912, my mom, 1919, they went through the depression. They went through, um, you know, 12 years of that and then World War II. And I, I think of all the the uh, sacrifices, um, and and now of course we have a sacrifice in the sense, but nothing like what we've seen in the past that way. Um, but still, we're we're all remotely working today. For example, on this podcast, we have a new something that we is new to each one of us is social distancing. Uh, pretty tough to do, by the way, especially with family friends involved. But we're meet, meeting the challenge, and I hope that we will definitely continue to step up in, in the future. Well, we don't know what the what the end result is going to be from this process, but we know we're in it. And I think your comments about decisiveness and referencing um, 
FDR and parents and and the past, I think is always a useful guide. I believe that here we are, the best educated generation ever in American history, global history, and we have um, millions of creative minds who are capable of thinking their way through a variety of issues. I think part of the issue here is goes back to something we talked about before, Mark, and that is, can we find that famous common ground and look through the prism of we as opposed to the more isolated vision of the I or the me? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's, I think we're seeing some dimensions of leadership demonstrating itself in a way that gives us hope because they do see that larger we picture and others that seem more circumscribed and more focused on on themselves. That decisiveness that you've spoken about is important, particularly when coupled with the constant flow of information and a respect for expertise. And one of the dimensions of higher education, one of the bases of scholarship is to seek and to complement and to acknowledge expertise. That expertise is going to be very important, very central to our good decision-making as we proceed as an institutional leader, um, as, a, as a civic leader, or as a national leader. And how do we blend appropriately that expertise uh, into the other information and input we're receiving, and then make those decisions that you're talking about, which are so critical. And those decisions, for me, are not decisions that once made are impermeable, that you don't revisit them. You have to constantly come back and what we used to call in the the days of Apollo, the mid-course correction, right? You're on your way to the moon, but you can be off a little bit and you have to sort of take a check every once in a while and do the inevitable mid-course correction. Goes back to what you just talked about and that is having the experts surrounding, especially a president and a board chair or board members. Uh, We definitely need to examine that, re-examine that, uh, and, and really uh, have the right team put together uh, and make sure that uh, they are truly leaders in, uh, in their own uh, aspects. Uh, I know you did that as a president of a university, that I, two, two universities that I happen to be chair of uh, through the years. Uh, you put a team together that really, and I, I would say this is something we'll look uh, or compare to for others, and that is making sure that you have leaders as VPs of different departments of different uh, uh, finance and other areas that uh, can make good advice to you that are not uh, threatening in the sense that you're not threatening yourself as a president. And I saw that you weren't. You put some of the top people uh, top mm-hmm. in each of these uh, areas, professionals that could definitely uh, guide you, advise you, and it, it wasn't a threat to you. So you want to put the best around you. It's not a threat to have the best around you. And I, th- I see that sometimes leaders feel like they're threatened, uh, especially the president or a board chair, uh, by having the right leaders around them that that's maybe threatening in a sense, shouldn't be that way, but it is, and I've seen it. And so you were great in that. You brought the right team together, and that's the key, bringing the experts, listening to them. They'll guide you. You guide them, working together as a team, and then that goes across the campus, goes back to cultural, students being involved, the, all the, uh, as far as the uh, 
the all the professors and all the different departments involved, uh, the community involvement. Uh, that takes great leadership at this point in time. I will say that it's going to take engagement. Um, from a board standpoint, I attended a conference. Uh, it is a national conference where we it was specifically on board development, and we were going around the room talking about our issues. and And I noticed a lot of board boards across the U.S. had had the challenge of engagement of their board members. Most said the majority was fine, but then there, it only takes a few, that one or even a few, that can really disrupt the progress and, and the future of higher education when it comes to board development, board policy, and so forth, because you need to be able to have read the materials, uh, make sure that you have the facts, make sure you're uh, attending all the events that you can possibly attend, plus commencements, and have a good relationship with the president and others, uh, other leaders of the campus and the community. And it's quite involved in a sense, but it's necessary. And I found that uh, a lot of them, those in attendance at this one conference, were concerned because there were several that said their boards would barely even reach a quorum sometimes. Hmm. Um, that's, that's a challenge that will not be involved in the future. It can't be now. This is, this is what I call step up. Or, or really step aside. And uh, so that's going to be the challenge for us as well. We're going to get better quality uh, results, better quality of work. Uh, we're going to have to to uh, meet or define our future. Mark, when I think about the resources that we want to muster in order to be able to face challenges like this, I can't imagine a place that's more potentially fruitful in that process than a university or a college. When you think about the expertise and the quality of thinking, the quality of, of um, persistence that you find among faculty and staff at universities across the country, and you have to ask yourself, now I must gather in the talent from every corner of our particular society, in this case, the university community, and find and use in appropriate ways the very best of what we have to face an unknown menace. You know, you could be looking at... Um, at a, a body, a group that really was deficient in talent and deficient in those aspects of, of learning and um, sharing new information and extrapolating and synthesizing or on a university campus. That's sort of what we do or what we did. So I, I think in the midst of this maelstrom that we have to acknowledge that university campuses are really like a precious treasure trove of of talent and insight and expertise and accomplishment. And we have to learn, I think society and universities have to learn how to use that talent, that gather that talent together. And then once you've gathered it together and you've been able to devise the next step in the planning, one of the points, Mark, that I wanna make sure we talked about before we run out of time, et cetera, is how do you consistently, effectively and um, persuasively connect with those people that you serve. And we've talked about communication, I think, from the first sentence of our work together when we, when we formed Newscape. But mm -hmm. I believe that communication at this particular point, and point of crisis, and you, you alluded already to FDR, communication, if it's not the most important uh, aspect of leadership, has to be... Um, one of the two or three, that notion that people are anxious, they're uncertain, 
they want to hear from you rather than have a void. Um, even if you don't have all the answers for them, the idea that you're on the watch, that you are taking care of things, and that you are constantly soliciting new information, new input, and then sharing what you can share with the body politic, with the, with the constituency that you serve, I think that really makes it possible not only for the leader to be successful, but for the people to dial down their anxiety a bit, because as in this case, Mark, this challenge will not disappear tomorrow morning or next week. So you, you know, it's not just one action and one address to the public and it's over. This is what we call a protracted conflict. And in that process, that leadership has to be obviously uh, courageous and resilient, but among the best communicators consistently in every form, written, particularly oral, face-to-face, -face, which we can't do now, but through podcasts and FaceTime and that sort of thing, Zoom, let people know uh, what is happening so that they don't have to speculate and wonder. What, what's really the most fearful for all of us as human beings is the unknown. So how do we dial that down and make people feel more comfortable and um, believe that they are being taken care of by colleagues who have the very best talent and the very best intentions in mind? I think it goes back to what FDR said, and that is not to retreat, but to advance. And if we retreat uh, as a president or a board chair or board member, uh, we, we defeat what needs to, to happen. And that is what you just talked about was uh, relating to others through communication and other areas, but especially when you think of communication. Right now, people need to see and hear a leader uh, from the campus and campuses you serve, those that are listening. Uh, they need to know that there's still the, the future ahead of us. There's the challenges ahead of us. Uh, we need to step up every single area that we've talked about through the last several podcasts. And uh, whether it's creativity, step it up. Whether it's collaboration, we need to step it up. But what you did, Don, as a president, uh, you were visible. When there was a crisis, you didn't hide. <laughs> you didn't stay away from the issue. You addressed the issue. And you brought those from both sides to the issue so that we could address those. And you did that several times. I know while I was a board member or board chair, that you didn't retreat from the crisis or the issues that could cause a crisis in a sense. What you did, you advanced. And, and I think that's what we need now to see leadership uh, from all the different campuses throughout the U.S. Uh, to address that, you know, there's a leader. Here's what we plan to do. Here's what we're looking. And again, what's, what decisions can be made? There's a lot that can't be made, uh, but there's a lot of planning can be, uh, can, ex can be executed at this point in time. I mean, we can look at it from the standpoint of finding kind of a balance of today, the past, and what tomorrow is, and try to find uh, answers the best we can, be resourceful. We, I mean, talking about universities, so resourceful across the U.S. Uh, to make sure there is this board engagement. We can start looking, even studying the strengths and weaknesses we had up to this time, but looking at the opportunities that we have in the future, as well as some threats that we still will have. Um, and and I know that uh, President Eisenhower, actually General Eisenhower, President Eisenhower had a matrix that he used. It was very simple. If those that will go to, uh, to Google and look that up, it's 
It's basically looking at how things are urgent, not so urgent, important, very important, maybe not so important. And then gathering the facts are, are so important. And, and the universities are there to help not just each other collaboration. I think we're going to have to talk to each other and visit with each other for sure. Both, you know, from board to board, presidents to presidents, we've, we've got to collaborate and work together. But we've, we've also have the challenge of reaching out to the students, uh, the faculty, the staff, uh, and make sure that we continue this dialogue we've had in the past. The collaboration is so important. The community has to be involved as well. You know, Mark, your your comments about uh, collaboration and sharing information um, makes me think about how we can, as institutions, share what we know and what we're learning with our colleagues. Uh, it's not always the the common practice in higher education that each institution openly shares its, its uh, challenges and opportunities with, uh, with one another. But in this case, when you're facing a common menace, when you're facing a circumstance that absolutely envelops the society global to local that you live in, and when you think about the role that higher education plays in society, the role public higher education was created for a particular reason and to fulfill that responsibility at this particular unprecedented juncture. I think we have to pioneer a whole new level of sharing information. What, what went well, what didn't go well, why this worked, why this didn't work. And again, it's that pooling of talent, expertise, commitment, and, and, um, and real leadership ability to literally assist one another to survive and then eventually to thrive once again, because there will be a kind of a deep curve out of this. We're going to go down for a while and then find our way back up. But wouldn't the ascent be so much more um, meaningful and, and possible uh, if we found ways to do it together? That's why I've been reading over the past many days comments by presidents who have gone through particularly challenging circumstances. None of them, they all self-admit, has ever been through anything like this, but when they've had to close their campuses for multiple days under extreme conditions, et cetera, and keep gleaning from each one of them insight into how did he or she, in fact, move forward and, and how did their institution resuscitate and go on to do the good things that it did. And I think that that constant reconnecting with one another in an honest and forthright way, uh, we'll, we'll lift this, all these boats at the same time. Well said, Don. It uh, goes back to the culture again uh, that we started off with, uh, one of our first podcasts uh, outside of introduction of, of uh, Newscape, our first podcast after that was on culture. I think that we are going to continue to define that as we go on, but we have something to, to build culture. I know that the university that you uh, led was established in the eighteen ninety, I believe. And we've we have seen so you know plagues, we've seen uh World War One, World War Two, uh the Great Depression, uh, on this campus that you led. Uh and up to this point we had another crisis. Uh the the university stands uh not just in brick and mortar but in the culture. And the culture carries uh, across the continents as well, because we've had those that have attended in person, 
those online from around not only uh, the, the world, but here, of course, locally, regionally. And your leadership and the leadership of the board working together, uh, there's not time for the board chair or the board member to, at this point in time, to micromanage by any means. But they still, a board chair or board member, need to step up and make sure they're very engaged uh, in supporting the president and the students and the faculty and, and staff and the community. So those are, are immediate challenges. Uh, no telling what we're going to be facing over the next uh, several weeks, months, and years ahead. But I remember those few people that got together and founded your universities and other universities across the nation, how they were founded. It took a lot of courage to do that. It took a lot of planning. They didn't know what they faced or what we'd be facing. But they established a foundation that we work from, and you've done that as a, as a president and uh, very effectively is set the foundation and move forward from there. Well, I'm thinking, Mark, uh, today that every university, all of our colleagues across the country, uh, and the few that may end up listening to this, this podcast have mobilized their teams with the best of intentions. There's a lot of, a lot of long meetings and um, lost sleep, anxiety, concerns about doing the right thing at the right time, uh, facing the prospect in some cases of saving the institution, certainly of revising how, how they would move forward from this point on and what, what's at the other end of this transition that we are, we are all facing. And um, our support, encouragement, um, and our connection philosophically and pragmatically to each one of them is, 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 a, is important and is heartfelt. Uh, they do, those leaders do incredibly significant work, often unrealized appreciation from the society. Uh, but those that know the work that gets done by these institutions and their leaders, I think really do ultimately recognize the contribution they're making to the future of their families and, and to their state and country. So one of my final comments comes from President uh, Scott Cohen from Tulane. He was the president that, that guided Tulane through the Katrina circumstance. He wrote a, a really uh, obviously thoughtful and useful piece in a recent publication. But his closing lines were something along the lines of, and so I suggest that you plan for the worst, that you hope for the best, and that you look for the silver linings. I think part of the silver linings that's Got that President Cohen was talking about are the silver linings of the people that surround you. Those women and men that are part of your team and that help you as a president, as a board chair, et cetera, think through and act through circumstances that none of you ever experienced before. You didn't get a degree in this, uh, but you've been spending years in critical thinking, in problem solving, and in building teams that make a difference. And now they're being tested. And I think that the silver lining is, if you've got the right people on the right seats on the bus, as they say, uh, this process and this outcome will be more favorable to your institutions than if that's not the case. So uh, I would just respect the heck out of all of those that are doing this work and give them our very best. 
Thanks for joining us for this special discussion of leadership during crisis. Make sure to visit our website at newscape.us. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. We would really appreciate it.